0: Why did no one ever think to build a stone triangle? What if cannibalism is illegal because human meat is delicious? All of these questions you can find the answer to on this Paranormal Live! Hello, everyone. Hello, one and all, and welcome back to this paranormal life—the comedy paranormal podcast, where every week we dive in, we grab from the darkness a brand new paranormal tale, and drag it to the light to reveal once and for all. Yeah, and we'll hit it a couple times. Keep it down. Oh, it, it looks like it's gonna get back up again. Mm, keep it down. And uh, the metaphor got a little. Oh messy shit! There, the but. police are coming. <laughs> F- you didn't see nothing. <laughs> Don't say a fucking word. Give Don't me a squeal. rag. I need to get the blood off my knuckles. Snitches get stitches. Paranormal tale. Um, yeah, we got worked up a little bit there, but 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 I think what I was trying to say is we we take a story from the darkness, we bring it to light, and we decide once and for all whether or not it truly is paranormal. I am your host for this week, Rory Powers, and across from me sits Kit Greer Malvenna, my uh, professional paranormal pal who has been uh, fighting alongside me and investigating the world of the occult for decades now.
1: I just want to pick up on something you mentioned at the beginning, Mm -hmm. building a stone triangle. I mean, you know me, Rory, I moved uh, country in the last year. Yeah. So I'm always on the hunt for that, you know, dream pad in my new home. Um, I never really thought about building my own home slash triangle. I didn't even consider the the possibility that I could build some kind of, I don't know, paranormal uh, tomb or structure that I could also live in.
0: Well, tomb implies you're going to die in it, not live in it. Could be multi-purpose. I just want to, Commercial,
1: I could work in it. Residential, I live in it. And
0: funeral, I die in it. (laughs) Very few properties these days kind of offer the big three, which is live, work, die, which I, I think they really should
1: that is something that sadly died along with the ancient egyptians and i'm trying to bring back because our government tells you how you die i don't think they do i don't, I don't they absolutely do
0: <laughs> i'm not sure that's necessarily true
1: you can't even get buried in most countries anymore Is that right? I don't know if this is actually right. (laughs) That's actually true. (laughs) Because there's no room because too many people have died. That's the problem.
0: Uh, (laughs) You're like, you're like, that's actually true. Look it up. And the reason is, is because human (laughs) souls. Okay, no, I'm going to stop you there. Human souls can only be brought
1: back from certain places. You see, I haven't quite made my mind up on how I want to personally go out. But, um, of course, top of mind is always being frozen like Han Solo into stone. Sure. You know me, I'm explosion. That's how I'm going. Dynamite, always a classic. Ever since seeing Looney Tunes as a child, I've always wanted to do that. And I will
0: say dynamite, that's one option. Preferably I'd like to be strapped to a big firework like Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> that's really how I wanna go. But again, any kind of explosion's fine with me.
1: The point is that there are more fun ways to do it. We're getting sidetracked, but I I just want to pepper that in there. And I will be thinking (laughs) of some personal home renovation ideas to make my home befitting of a pharaoh like me.
0: When this podcast is over, and presumably that's when we're both ready to die, that's how we're going to go. Strapped to a firework, I'm Buzz, you're Woody. And we both just go up into the sky (laughs) and explode into tiny pieces. The other intro question is about cannibalism. And uh, it's a good question to ask Kit. I know that you are a vegan, mm-hmm. but would you hypothetically eat human meat?
1: Um, Go to jail. Do not collect
0: 200.
1: Do not pass go.
0: Me? What are you talking Me? about? Just hypothetically, I'm saying.
1: <laughs> you're talking about eating human beings. Would what you have a little bit? No. All right.
0: Would you? Obviously would not. You? Obviously not now that you said. Now? <laughs> Only say. now? I'm just... If it was there, I mean, if it was there, maybe in a burger or something, a little a little
1: thumb, I'd give it a shot. I am sympathetic to what you're saying. I do feel like a lot of people on Earth, if they were peer pressured into it, would do it. Like if it was some kind of travel channel style, a little like fun experience on holiday. You know the way so- in some countries they'll eat like insects or something and it's like, oh, that's like a fun, crazy thing to try. Like, yeah. oh, they eat crickets here. Let's try a cricket. I feel like... There's a lot of people could be convinced into just just
0: having a little nibble. Just a nibble. I'm not saying eat a whole man. I'm just saying maybe like a ass. Too much. Okay. (laughs) That's like the biggest bit. (laughs) All right, guys, welcome to This Paranormal Life, the comedy paranormal podcast, where today, as I said, we're going to dive into a new story. This week's case is actually a listener submission from multiple listeners. We're talking James Weslow, Scott Lamont... And Lindsay Weslow. Wait, two Weslows? (laughs) James Weslow and Lindsay Weslow? Did I get that right?
1: I gotta appreciate that, the doubling up. It's like two lottery entries.
0: That may be a typo on my end, so I apologize (laughs) to either James or or Lindsay if I got that wrong. That's
1: just James putting on a mustache and glasses (laughs) to try and get the, the episode covered.
0: But I will say that does actually kind of make sense because weirdly, all of these suggestions arrived in the same month, which was December last year that's paranormal in itself they started pouring in to the point where i couldn't ignore this case so i decided that this week we are going to investigate the white lady of connecticut Mm, let me try that again maybe throwing some reverb here and a lightning bolt i feel like i didn't really deliver that with the gravitas it deserved the white lady of connecticut jesus have to turn on the
1: mics our story begins you're stuck up there. Come come down,
0: please. Our story begins with a phone call in Monroe, Connecticut, 1993. Glenn, sorry to bother you at home. I know you're off duty, but I'm gonna need you to report to the fire station. There's been a transformer explosion. I need you to divert the traffic away from the
1: scene. Optimus Prime was drink driving again. <laughs> Goddamn son of
0: a bitch. You know how it goes. Yeah, for those who don't know, a transformer explosion uh, has to do with a city's power supply. It does not mean that Bumblebee has self-destructed. Well, you've lost my interest. Well, I say it's a reasonably normal thing. It really isn't. (laughs) Because I don't know if you've ever seen what it looks like when a transformer explodes.
1: I've, I've seen Michael Bay movies, yes.
0: This is one example of, I believe, a transformer exploding in New York quite recently. This is what it looks like. (laughs) I <laughs> thought it was
1: going to be a video. What, what That's am a I picture. Lo- what am I looking at?
0: The sky is the color of Gatorade. It's f***ing... It looks like the second coming of Christ. Okay, but... What do you mean, what are you looking at? (laughs) Sorry, let me The end of the world? Let me take off
1: my shades. Whoa! (laughs) Uh, Well, come on. Okay, okay. I can
0: find a better picture. It's just a
1: still image of a brightly lit sky. Like, I didn't know if this was just a a gift shop print of New York City.
0: No, no, you son of a bitch. Where someone had
1: done some colourful editing. You have to understand, (laughs) I was expecting a mushroom cloud over New York City. (laughs) No,
0: some it's some real just, Hiroshima shit. It's just crazy colors and it's like a insane light show. Okay. Here's a good one. Here's a Twitter video. Look at this. Look at that. What the f is happening? It looks like Mr. Manhattan. is is exploding downtown. This is Ghostbusters. This is insane. It's crazy, isn't it? I mean, that alone could be looked at as a paranormal event, but that's not even what we're talking about today.
1: That's actually strangely more exciting than Optimus Prime drink
0: driving. (laughs) Is he driving himself? How does that work? (laughs) Glenn Pennell was an on-duty fireman. And as we know, firemen are kind of the Swiss Army knife of the emergency services. Are they? Because it's like so... Little things they do have to do with fire. Okay. Like, cats stuck up a tree, get the fireman. Right. Explosion at a, a milk factory, it's the fireman. A transformer explodes. We're not going to get a policeman down there to shoot it. We need a fireman. So he jumped into his boots, fired up his truck, and got to work. He picked up a cop buddy of his, and the two men bombed it down the street, sirens blasting. As they approached the scenes of the explosion... Glenn couldn't believe his eyes. The entire sky was turning pink above him. Wow. As they got closer and closer to the scene, they could feel the electricity in the air. The Transformers' power was crackling in the atmosphere like static. (laughs)
1: That's not normally what people mean when they feel the electricity in the air. I think you should put on some rubber shoes for sure. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's one of those things. It's like (laughs) Glenn is like, Man, I can just feel this electricity in the air, turns to his buddy, whose hair is
1: spiked out. (laughs) Like in a cartoon, he can see his skeleton flashing
0: (laughs) through his skin. They left the highway and turned right onto Pepper Street, heading right past the local cemetery. Glenn was looking out the window, eyeing the shadowy headstones, when his buddy yelled out, Watch out! He snapped his eyes to the front, just in time to see a woman standing in the middle of the road. Her hair was brown, long, and flowing. She was wearing an old-fashioned nightgown. Glenn slammed on the brakes, but it was too late. The truck ran right into her. Oh no. I've played enough GTA kit to know what happens when you hit someone with a car. They roll over the bonnet, and dollar bills burst out of them.
1: I've just hit enough people in real life
0: to know. But this collision was different. It felt like they had hit a brick wall. The whole back end of the truck jerked into the air. Both men were thrust forward onto the dashboard. She's a tough old lady. She did CrossFit. The woman's body was thrown over the hood and slumped onto the ground behind them. Okay, I shouldn't laugh. (laughs) I mean, it's a pretty awkward situation when you're run over by the guys you would probably call to help you if you got run over? Shit happens.
1: I actually know someone whose boss at their work was run over by a police car uh, here in London. Jesus. uh, Like last year or the year before. Uh, They were in a bad way. I remember this. They they, got messed up. Yeah, but they um, they, they thankfully survived and have recovered. But um, yeah, absolutely nuts.
0: Kind of crazy, isn't it? To just (laughs) be hit by a car and you're like, Quickly, somebody call the and the guy gets out. Police, we're here. Don't worry. <laughs> did I, did anyone see the guy? Or, or, or it could be a guy. it could be a woman. <laughs> did anyone see the officer that hey, he might not have been an officer? He could have been a
1: normal guy. <laughs> <laughs> the police officer just puts his hand over his mouth. Hey, he's got
0: a gun. Whoa. <laughs> he
1: plants a gun on you.
0: Hey, it's a good thing we hit him, huh? Huh? <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna be hit by anyone, it's not a bad option. It's like being run over by an ambulance. Like, I'd rather it not happen, but if I had to choose (laughs) a car...
1: If it has to, I'd, I'd like it
0: to be an ambulance. The woman in the car behind Glenn slammed on the brakes too and ran over to help. Clearly she'd seen the whole incident as she was shaken to her core. I can't believe it! You hit that woman! Glenn ran over to where the body had fallen while his cop friend addressed the witness. Which sounds threatening. I will admit, addressing the witness you didn't see nothing lady you didn't see nothing but i think he was just going over there to be like hey i'm a cop it's gonna be okay even though i don't
1: know what's happened yet i assure you everything's <laughs> under control
0: he's going over to like calm her down but as we said his skeleton is flashing <laughs> hair like a porcupine it's a tough day on the job that's for sure <laughs> there's lightning crackling behind him Once he'd calmed the woman down, he jogged to catch up with his partner, who was still searching for the victim. (laughs) He hit her that hard? She vaporized? Bro, apparently they hit her so hard she disintegrated. They hit her into the next life.
1: She's yeah, back to the future. She's somewhere in the wild west right now.
0: I think she got hit so hard, her body went over the pearly gates. (laughs) Didn't even have to have the chat whether or not you're a good person. (laughs) He just went flying over them. You know you get hit hard when the person helping you up is Jesus.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's like my favorite TikTok memes, which are just someone doing something and then it just immediately cuts
0: to them in heaven. It's clouds behind them, yeah. (laughs) It's like, uh, imagine your Pop-Tart gets stuck in the toaster. Yeah. And you're like, you're like, ah, well things jammed in there. I'm just going to use this fork and see if I can like get in there a little bit. You're kind of digging in. And next thing you hear is an echoing voice behind you. Like, yeah, I don't think it's going to work, bro. You, <laughs> you turn around. It's Jesus. Jesus clouds is, everywhere. He's eating toast. <laughs> Happens to the best of us, brother. <laughs> That's how half the dudes in heaven got here.
1: Yeah, I don't know what it says about me, but my wife did have to stop me doing that one day. I just, like, grabbed a knife and was about to jam it in. She grabbed my hand. She's like,
0: what the hell are you doing? I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess that is a thing. It's like that time I microwaved a spoon. That shit, I, I, it was basically a pink sky transformer explosion in my London apartment, let me tell you.
1: (laughs) Rory had no eyebrows for a month.
0: (laughs) I heard a voice behind me in my apartment. You making beans, bud? (laughs) Oh, hey, Jesus. Yeah. Not a good idea. (laughs) As we said, the two men went to go find the body. But there was nothing. No clothing, no blood, nothing. They'd all seen it happen. They'd felt the impact. They had to have hit something. But no matter how hard they looked, there was no trace of any human remains. It was as if this woman had just disappeared. After he got home, Glenn contacted the station. Uh, any of y'all get a call about a car accident out on Monroe? Uh, any casualties been picked up or anything? Not a thing. Why'd you ask? Nothing. No reason. I'm gonna get out back to work. <laughs> Don't want this power transformer to explode again. Maybe send out a ball of lightning strong enough to kill a woman in the same way a truck would kill a woman. Anyway, bye bye do 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 <laughs> do Glenn then phoned all three local hospitals, but they all said the same thing
1: night sir did you witness an incident because that would be a matter for the police
0: oh the police are aware don't worry thank you good night do, 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 do.
1: this guy's just at home with his wife and kids they're eating dinner he's just twitching the curtains staring on his side sweating
0: bullets I mean at this point <laughs> you would be freaking out right because you are convinced that you hit someone with your car yeah but what do you how do you report something how do you report something when There is no body, there is no case of anyone being hit by a car, and also the person you were with when you hit them was a cop who also doesn't seem to be wanting to tell anyone else about it. Was there any damage to the vehicular? It was wrecked. This thing was totaled. (laughs) All right, report it. Report it. You you hit someone. This isn't a figment of your imagination. He's like, it must have been a dream. His car, like, explodes in the background. A mighty powerful dream. The human mind is truly an enigma. (laughs)
1: <laughs> there were no traces of anything. He's like trying to buff out blood from the bumper. <laughs> yep, no
0: remains at all. <laughs> Someone in the background, she's here! Someone call the police! A beautiful, beautiful dream. <laughs> <laughs> we must have hit a pothole. Yeah, pothole. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> this is almost a plot for a really cool horror movie. Yeah. Where you're convinced you hit someone. You're trying to tell people that you hit someone, but people are like, you didn't hit anyone. There's nobody here. But you're trying to be like, look, my car is wrecked. The woman behind us in the car says that she saw something. It's a really strange situation to be in where you're trying to take accountability, but no one will let you. Yeah. Even though you're also kind of haunted by the event itself. Very cool idea. Not cool idea. Very spooky idea. Agreed. I was thinking that this had major movie
1: uh, overtones and undertones. Uh, (laughs) The idea of like the Transformer incident being in the background. It's really like a movie style metaphor of like uh, something's going on in the city.
0: Yeah, exactly. Maybe we should make this movie. This is a copyright idea. Copyright. Obviously. That's how copyright
1: works. You just say
0: it. What do we call it? The Electric Lady? Uh, That was just one idea. We don't have to obviously go with that. I don't know. It, yeah, Transformers Sorry, Three. It's
1: just, it's just Electric Lady was so bad. It's kind of put me off the idea altogether. <laughs>
0: okay, <laughs> I'm actually off the project <laughs> because Electric Lady sounds like the name of a strip club.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's Jimi Hendrix recording studio in New York City.
0: Uh, okay, well, we, it, we don't. Ha- I'm not married to the idea. It can be something else, right? Uh, uh just give me a second, though, because. I wasn't married to the idea, but I was definitely engaged. I was gonna propose. Like it was pro- it was I was pretty in love.
1: No, I get it, but so we can get like one or two more. So like um Sure. Uh uh what about something that's like a play on kind of both things like uh a live
0: wire? I just don't I don't really I don't really get that a live mm-hmm. wire. Like what is that? Where, where did the Where does the wire come into it?
1: Because the transformer, the electricity, and then alive, dead, you know, it like playing on that kind of idea. I just
0: don't think people are gonna get it. But if mm-hmm. you see a poster for Electric Woman, okay,
1: <laughs> so you are married to. I'm very. It's married. also changed. Electric Lady, I think you said. It's a
0: deal, well, it's a deal breaker now. Electric Woman, because I feel like you weren't vibing with Electric Lady. So Electric Woman is the name of the movie now. I think that I'm gonna make.
1: She also dies in the first 30 seconds of the movie. I, how could it be a her? We don't her? know
0: that. We don't know that we haven't finished our story. Maybe, get just maybe. Can a Transformer explosion bring people back to life? These are some of the questions that we have to answer on today's podcast. Not that one specifically. We don't answer that one. <laughs> <laughs> but something to think about. Glenn now has to consider every possible option. If there was no trace of this woman after the crash... He had to consider the explanation that she was never really there to begin with.
1: Well, that's very convenient. That's very convenient for Glenn, I will say.
0: That actually is worth considering. That maybe she isn't real and I'm off the hook. That actually, yeah, that's worth thinking about. Wow, that's really something. We should dive into that. Uh... Now, Kit, as you may have expected, the woman that we're talking about tonight, this electric lady, electric woman, fuck, electric woman, I'm sorry. Uh, I just need to get the branding right. This electric woman that we're talking about tonight is not a mortal being. We are talking about the White Lady of Connecticut. Ah, okay. And while this is one of the most famous encounters, this is just one of the sightings of the White Lady of Connecticut. If she isn't walking into traffic, she's seen gliding towards visitors in the local cemetery, along with her signature white gown, People report seeing her with a veil, and some say it's just like the kind a bride would wear.
1: Okay, so you're saying that the white lady actually refers to uh, maybe even what she's wearing or her ghostly form. I thought it might have just been like, she's a white lady from Connecticut, like you'd see her at Trader Joe's. <laughs> oh, oh, right, or...
0: right, right. She's like a Karen. Right. It was uh, too grumpy <laughs> to, uh, to go to heaven, so she just kind of nags people here on Earth.
1: Yeah. No. She, she asked to see... The, uh, the great manager in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> God himself.
0: Uh, no, this is, you know, if you're a fan of the paranormal or even ghost stories in general, you'll hear a lot of these kinds of stories about uh, the lady in white, the lady in blue, the lady in black. These are kind of catch-alls to describe uh, spirits or ghosts or, you know, mysterious figures that appear wearing some sort of garment uh, and this is just the easiest way to identify them mm-hmm. because let's be honest, they're not really sticking around long enough for us to learn a lot about them, whether it's their backstory, their history, the reason that they're haunting them. All people know is this is a lady in white. So mm-hmm. we're calling her the white lady of Connecticut. I mean,
1: we discussed it on a recent podcast that um, because we've recently had a, a demon or a spirit which stuck around in a very physical, apparently borderline uh, sexy form to ask um, lots and lots of questions and converse with people in the street. That is not normal ghostly behaviour. Ghostly no. behaviour is to be seen, not heard, and ideally disappear into nothing
0: quickly. Barely say a peep. I don't even know if some of them can talk. So you, you are right. It's kind of... Uh, they're kind of doing that aloof, sexy thing, you know? Get a little <laughs> glimpse. Disappear. <laughs> but who is the white lady? Or should I say, was... Now, we don't know exactly, but there are a few candidates to consider. First is Ellen Smathers, a woman whose husband was murdered by a man named Richard Dean Jason. (laughs) I thought you were going to say so-called because she was
1: smathered all over the pavement by Glenn (laughs) in his truck. (laughs) If she
0: wasn't a white lady before, she is (laughs) now. She she was a red lady. Next up was uh, Julia Smithers, who was obliterated to smithereens <laughs> when she was hit by Glenn's truck uh,
1: I know this sounds distasteful but remember he didn't hit anything it's not
0: real yeah of course it's 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 a ghost it's a spirit um, of course people being hit by a car isn't funny <laughs> this person Richard Dean Jason had the hots for Ellen so obviously whacking her husband was a natural step in his plan to make Ellen his bride for a psycho yes Ellen's husband was killed, his pockets were stuffed with iron weights, and he was thrown into a sinkhole behind the church, right next to the graveyard. At that point, just bury the fucker. Don't put n- lead blocks in his pockets and throw them in a sinkhole right next to the graveyard.
1: Yeah, I don't have much serial killer instincts, but... That does strike me as uh, he, he was close to a genius solution there. Imagine that yeah. you murdered someone and you needed to get rid of the body. You could just turn up at the <laughs> church one day dressed as like a funeral worker and the priest's like, huh, uh, I wasn't expecting anyone today. You're like, yep, just last minute burial. Last minute burial. Where should I? Should I just pick a plot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just pick a plot. I'll honestly do it all myself. Um, yeah, we, we want to get this guy in the ground as soon as possible.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's one way to not raise a lot of suspicions. If they're like, are you dragging a dead body? Yeah, bro, it's a f***ing graveyard. What do you want? (laughs) He's covered in blood. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, Einstein, I guess I am dragging a dead body. What do you think, I'm going to be dragging an alive body, (laughs) you maniac? Anyway, you didn't see anything. (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately, the plan didn't go exactly as Richard had hoped. Instead of marrying a now-widowed Ellen... He was arrested immediately. Of course. Spent the rest of his life in prison and died
1: there. Contrary to popular belief, chicks don't dig it when uh, you murder their husbands. Yeah, I don't don't think
0: they dig being called chicks. So that that sentence was bad from the start. (laughs) But but I'm
1: just saying that sometimes (laughs) people say chicks dig tattoos. Oh, I see. Chicks dig uh, motorbikes, which I don't think they do either. Uh, Oh, hopefully. (laughs) because <laughs> you own a, I I own a motorbike. <laughs> I can't ride it. don't know how
0: to ride it. <laughs> I think they're into the idea of owning it, but not the dangers of uh,
1: riding it. Or yeah. chicks dig scars, but chicks do not dig having their life partners murdered.
0: That whole thing of like being a shoulder to cry on.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. This is a
0: very dramatic version of that. Especially if you get caught for killing her husband. It's not going to do good in your favor. But could this widowed Ellen... Be the white-clad spirit seen amongst the tombstones. Unfulfilled business and sorrow left here on Earth that restricts her from, from passing on peacefully.
1: Yeah, I mean, following paranormal logic, that would make perfect
0: sense. Another name that comes up is Ethel Hutchinson Knott. Once again, husband got whacked by a love rival, but in this story, the whacking was actually planned by her to get rid of her husband and be with her secret lover. Just get divorced, people. <laughs> Just get divorced. This was a time before divorce, I think. I actually don't know when this was. But presumably, if there's this much whacking going on, I think this was maybe a time where the church frowned upon divorce, and maybe society did too. But you know what society <laughs> doesn't frown sure. <laughs> Accidental deaths. That's okay. (laughs)
1: The church doesn't have a policy about falling on a flight of stairs, does it?
0: No, it's totally fine. Uh, Once again, plan failed. She died in prison. Her lover was hung. But many suspect that her guilty, restless, murdering soul could be the woman in white. Mm, Certainly possible. We got a lot of options here. And there are two more possibilities. But I will say, their names could not be more confusing. One was called Harriet Seely Bryan. The other was called Harriet R. (laughs) Seely.
1: That's crazy. That's crazy to me. That doesn't make sense unless one of them faked their death and changed their name to the other.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but really didn't try that hard. (laughs) It's like, I still need to get my Amazon packages. So I'm just (laughs) going to like swap a couple letters and the order of this shit. That's like me being like, there was a disgraced podcaster called Rory Powers. And then another one a few years later, poory rowers (laughs) poor poor poory rowers (laughs) he only did one episode of the podcast defending rory to the death (laughs) and saying he was actually right about a lot of shit uh both of their tales involve tragedy and death uh, but really don't offer any more concrete connections to the woman in white just more stories and legends
1: I mean, that is the trouble. If all we're looking for is uh, scorned dead women, well, there's a lot of them in history.
0: Yeah, that's 90% of history (laughs) of the earth.
1: (laughs) It's 90% of uh, women born before the year whatever.
0: Now, while a lot of different investigators have taken interest in the case over the years, one couple in particular stand out amongst the rest. They even published an entire book on the graveyard itself, and the paranormal creatures that dwell within it. I am, of course, talking about the one and only Ed and Lorraine Warren. Mm. Quite possibly the most famous ghost hunters in the world. Yeah, well, not for long. Not for long, because we're working on it. All right. I'm just saying they've kind of... I mean, their investigation, for example, in this case, uh, takes place in 1990, which was a, before I was born. So
1: uh yeah well they kind
0: of they've been doing this for a long time
1: all right well whose side are you on
0: I'm just saying well, whose side are you on because <laughs> with this
1: attitude of you're like you're like fucking jacking them off all the time saying they're so great <laughs> uh, how are we supposed to become the most famous ghost hunters
0: I just think we could maybe like respect them learn a thing or two follow in their footsteps and they then... can kiss my ass is what they <laughs> okay. can do
1: and yeah sure I grew up reading their works and like I had posters of them on my wall sure but so, like, so, you do know about them. And yeah, of You do course. love and respect They're them. They're
0: incredibly famous. <laughs> you're on your like rapper shit where you have to pretend mentally you're the best <laughs> and the sickest and the illest. Well, I don't need to pretend because I know I am. All have. right, you're pretty deep in, I can tell. But what did their studies uncover? Find out right after a few messages from today's sponsors. Hmm. Cool fact. We're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here? Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot. And whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P slash Paranormal Life. All right, we are back and about to talk about Ed and Lorraine's investigation into not only the white lady, but also this paranormal cemetery. On September 1st... All I'll say is, sorry, I
1: just need to... All I'll say is, it's easy to be the best when no one's done jack shit yet, all right? It was easy to be an inventor for Da Vinci because they hadn't invented a f***ing wheel yet. So he just drew a circle, and everyone was like, oh, what a genius. He didn't invent the wheel. But whenever I draw a circle, I'm in primary school and I'm, quote, underdeveloped for my age. (laughs) So the Warrens come along and they write a book about Casper the fucking ghost. Big deal. Well done. You're the first person to talk about ghosts or whatever, but uh, what I'm saying is we have it harder. We have it harder because all the good cases have been taken, and we have to go to all the shitty ones.
0: All right, calm Our down. Listeners it. Calm Our listeners know it. Our listeners know it. you are shitty. You're, you're getting so worked up. This isn't a shitty case, by the way. I want to say. I know we're getting to it a little late, but this is a good case. It's worth we're studying. I also saw you tried to draw a circle right there on the page in front of you. It is so yeah, well, it's square. Hard. It's hard because it's, it's so square.
1: It's hard because like how does it how does it connect up? How does it connect? Out? I haven't figured it out. How does it connect? Because... <laughs> a circle? Because
0: it's like... It connects at the start. It's hard to... Where you started. Right, but it's
1: hard to get it perfectly smooth. So okay. then you start... I so said, sure, I start doing a couple of little angles on it, and then it's
0: not a circle anymore. Okay. <laughs> we have
1: to move on. Do you think you could? I just can't out? respect... Sorry, I just can't respect them.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, do you think you put your biases to the side for maybe even just 20 minutes so we can get through the rest of this case? I'll do my best. September 1st, 1990. We weren't even born yet, so don't be angry that you didn't get to this case first, okay? Ed and Lorraine Warren claimed that during a week-long investigation, got a hand it to him, that's quite a long time, at the graveyard, they had encountered the white lady in person. Now, this was actually three years before Glenn's encounter, when he hit that ghostly woman with his car. So imagine his surprise when one day he discovers the Warren story in an old newspaper. He arranged a meeting with Ed, and when the day rolled around, he put on a jacket and tie and headed downtown. Good to meet you, Glenn. This is Rod Vexy. He's seen the white lady, too. Glenn sat down with the group, shared his story, and was excited to hear Rod's tale. And boy, was it a tale. Rod said, I was driving along. Headed for the highway I was just passing the boneyard When I saw someone in my rear view mirror There was a guy in my car <laughs> So it looked... wasn't just
1: in his rearview mirror
0: It was in his peripheral eye line <laughs> He looked like he'd walked right out of the 1940s Holy moly He hadn't been there when I'd set off That's for sure but I got the fright of my life when I looked
1: out at the road ahead. I mean, fair play for not immediately wrapping your car on the lamppost when you realize (laughs) that. Like, I am GTA 4 style opening the door and rolling (laughs) out of a moving car.
0: (laughs) Those are your two options. It's either jump out of the car while going 60 miles per hour or craning your head backwards and going... Where to, stranger? <laughs> and hoping you can drop them off in some sort of ghostly tavern or something and just keep them happy. Hey, I mean, this actually
1: harkens back to an old episode about ghost taxis and um, specifically in Japan. Yeah, That yeah. people would pick up ghostly taxi passengers or they would appear and they would ask to go somewhere uh, that had maybe been destroyed by the tsunami and they would drop them off and never be seen again.
0: It's kind of an awkward conversation to have, isn't it? It's like, yeah, can you drop me off at uh, Chernobyl? It's like, <laughs> oh. listen, brother, I can do it. I can do it. I can bring you pretty close. I can get. Yeah, we're going to have to make a few stops. And like, you're a ghost. I know you're a ghost. So I'm just going to go ahead and assume you know what's going on there <laughs> and what went down. If it wasn't scary enough that there was a passenger in his backseat. Guess what happens when he looks out at the road ahead? She was 35 yards ahead of me. Oh no. She held up her hands as if to tell me to stop. And that's when things got real weird. The hand grew huge as I got closer. Oh my God. I thought I was gonna hit her. But before I made contact, she kinda jumped forward. And then she wasn't there anymore. Then I felt this blast of wind hit my face. All my windows and doors were shut tight. I can't explain it. As soon as it grazed my cheek, I was filled with sadness. I even lost my vision for a short while after it all happened. Everything turned red and disappeared. (laughs) So much happened. Then I felt sick. Then I felt great. (laughs) Then I felt a little hungry. Then, I was not hungry anymore. All right, maybe we could specify a little bit more about the ghost woman and her enormous hand. Of course, of course. Then, my left shoe was untied. The right was still intact. I thought I needed a haircut, but in the mirror, it looked fine. Okay, okay, okay. We know you're senile. That's fine. Back to the ghost. I had to wait in my car beside the church before I could carry on home. My emotions churning inside all the while. By the time I got home to my wife, I was weeping. I didn't know why exactly. I just felt so bad for the woman that I saw. That, believe it or not, is kind of a common thread in these stories. People who say that they've either seen or had some sort of incident or crash involving the white lady all say that either during or afterwards they have this feeling of sadness and depression. It's almost like a pity or an empathy for this, this poor spirit, uh, which is kind of interesting because we've covered a lot of ghost stories on this podcast before. A lot of people, when they see a ghost, they try and punch it or they wet themselves. Um, so kind of interesting to have a case where there's almost this, this bond, this spiritual connection like the blue avatar men mashing their tails together, you're sharing an intimate connection with this creature, you know. Or
1: you know, just humans, just regular humans, <laughs> just having a connection, not 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 the Navi from <laughs> Avatar specifically. Yeah, I completely agree. Though this is interesting. Rather than just uh, pure fear coursing through his body, he feels something more than that, and um, we don't really know why that is, except for Glenn. Glenn only thought about himself. He feared for his job, his livelihood, for his reputation. Um, I don't know if he felt any sadness, but I I agree. That's out of the ordinary, for sure.
0: Yeah, Glenn was sad because he thought he was doing 25 to life. (laughs) That's why he was sad. Uh, Who knows? Maybe when you, uh, if you ever come back as a ghost, you can kind of like select what you want. It's like, hey... Uh, do you want to be the woman in white, woman in red, woman in blue? You're like creating your avatar. You're like, right. I'm gonna go woman You're in white. In the white. character
1: selection screen.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm like 60% translucent. Okay. So like, still pretty visible, but like, you know, people can see through me. And uh, when people look at me, empathy, sadness, fear—I don't know. Can we do like a mix? Could we do like a 20% empathy? You're like ordering a Starbucks drink, basically. And then God is like, uh, yeah, we've got a ghostly figure here for uh, Roy. And it's like, it's Rory. But uh, yeah, I'll take it. That's mine. Thank you. I'm going to head down. Scare the shit out of somebody. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like it.
1: I think, again, you've been watching Avatar. And-, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I think you just described the creation
0: of your Avatar. What if, what if when we die, you become a, 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 a 10 foot fucking blue monkey? Yeah, that'd be tight. Wouldn't that'd that be, be sick? And you can kind of pick your avatar and your tails touch shit and you like, have a connection. <laughs> <laughs> this is me in the studio, dreadlocks down to my ass, glass mask on. I've been telling everyone to call me spider for the last week. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Rory enjoyed the new Avatar, that's for sure. I really
0: did. I don't want to go too behind the scenes, but I actually really liked the new Avatar movie. And Kid hasn't seen it yet, and I've been trying to get I'm him to gonna. watch it. I'm not gonna. I'm trying to show him the way of water. During their conversations, Ed Warren actually shared a theory about Glenn's accident, the story at the beginning of this case. God, I
1: can't wait to hear this.
0: He thought... Come at this with an open mind. He thought that possibly the static electricity from the malfunctioning transformer here we go. might have temporarily granted the white lady a solid form. Woo! I'm here for it. I actually think that's pretty cool. Could there have been some sort of some surge in electricity? This white woman, who's usually a ghost, a fully transparent ghost, was temporarily granted a physical form, and that was what Glenn hit at the start of this story. I like it.
1: The bar is on the floor, I will say, for paranormal uh, theory. So the fact that he has used anything remotely scientific uh, to try and insinuate that maybe something electromagnetic is going on here uh, feels satisfying, I will say. It obviously ties together. Well, We all knew Rory was peppering in some foreshadowing into today's movie when he mentioned the Transformer incident.
0: Oh, hell yeah. As we said, we love it when people are using... um, science even irresponsibly like this to justify a paranormal case we eat that stuff up
1: (laughs) even just completely wrong just completely does not make any sense i I still appreciate it
0: i do feel quite bad about uh the white lady of connecticut who has walked out onto the highways many many times with no (laughs) repercussions and this night she was like yes yes Approach me, car, and you will go straight through my ghostly. <laughs> <poof>. <laughs> ah! <laughs> my <laughs> <legs>! <laughs> I am mortal. Oh, turn it off. Turn off the generator. Oh. I want to be a ghost again.
1: <laughs> yeah, imagine you were just on holiday in Hawaii and you're just, uh, you know, basking in the beautiful, uh, crystal clear waters of Honolulu, and then your legs start burning your legs start burning and you look down and there's two little skeleton chicken legs uh, in the water. Uh, the scientists and doctors later explains like, see, turned to acid for a minute. Don't know why, but... Uh, <laughs> One minute
0: yeah, and you were in
1: it. Just 60 seconds of uh, pure acid Uh now it's back to normal. Sorry about that.
0: Yeah, you would be devastated. Yeah, not, not much you could do about that. And this is kind of what happened in the brief implausible window that the white lady was granted a human form. She was hit by a car. I, it was the worst part. Po- she could have, like, eaten a double cheeseburger or or banged someone. L- like, lived the human life to the fullest in those 60 seconds. You know, not saying that I can bang someone in 60 seconds, you know. <laughs> That's way too long. I'm a 25-second guy tops. 30 right, to on a good clear. day. <laughs> but instead, um, it's kind of a cruel irony that the the brief window she was given a human form, she was obliterated by a car.
1: You know, I do like this and I do think it lines up with lots of other paranormal stories. I mean, how often does Tales of the Paranormal, it always comes back to the same thing. We have our physical world. There is another paranormal other world out there. And normally the wall or the veil between those is solid. But occasionally, whether that's on Halloween or on the Day of the Dead or on at 3 a.m. in the witching hour, or, in this case, during a Transformer incident, the veil can become porous and allow things to travel in between.
0: Hell yeah, the, the worlds merge.
1: <laughs> Not the plot of Avatar this time. Instead, the plot of Coco.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. I do also want to say this is also loosely the plot of my upcoming movie, The Electric Woman, which right. is a, a man who falls in love with a ghost and the only way they can be intimate together is is through giant surges of electricity. So he kind of like has to, the whole movie is him finding ways to basically enact terrorist levels of destruction upon a town. <laughs> okay. To uh, generate enough electricity so that he can just hold the woman he loves, which you may laugh at it, Kit, but I actually think it's pretty goddamn beautiful.
1: And, and the great thing is, it only, it only takes our protagonist 25 seconds at a time to make love. So, he's, <laughs> so this works for him. This, this
0: relationship <laughs> works for him. And then the beautiful ending to the movie is realizing all the electricity he ever needed, Kit, was enough to kill himself <laughs> so that he could become a ghost and they could be together forever.
1: That's your beautiful third act? That's is he puts a hairdryer in the bathtub and,
0: <laughs> and goes to the other world? He eats a AAA battery, dies immediately. Not the nine volt battery. They that, have ghost sex. That'll do it. Uh, look, the plot is still in process. We're, we're doing, we haven't even done casting yet, which I will get onto at the end of the podcast. We are casting for The Electric Woman, um, you know, and I'll take, really, the, the role is essentially, it's more of a title. The role is really non-binary, so, uh, man, woman, however you identify, please get in touch if you'd like to be considered for the role of The Electric Woman. I, of course, of course, will be playing the lead, the man. Mm-hmm. Kit, I think, could play some sort of, some sort of villain, some sort of, like, goblin, Creature, some sort of like shadow. Why sludge. would there be
1: a goblin in this movie? Well, you need
0: it. You need an. Antagonist. You, basically you, need read out,
1: you basically read out the plot to ghost starring Patrick Swayze, so you clearly see yourself as Patrick Swayze. Sure. I, well, I didn't so say where that. the f do goblins come into it. <laughs> just if you want
0: to be a why part can, of the movie. why couldn't
1: I just be? Uh, I could do just a nice cameo where I'm a pizza delivery
0: guy or something. Like I, I could mm. be literally anything. I guess, like, like a pizza delivery guy. With, like, a hunchback. All right. And, like, crooked eyes, and a, you know.
1: <laughs> crooked eyes. I feel like that would be detrimental to the storyline. I feel like that would take people's concentration off. You, the lead.
0: <laughs> crooked eyes. <laughs> you, you don't appear for the entire movie. And then... Uh, right as the credits are about to appear. You just pop up with a pizza box and say, and that's the end of our story. <laughs> <laughs> the <credits roll. laughs> uh, Sadly, this cemetery is also a hotbed of vandalism, occult activities, and sinister rituals. Uh, visiting after dark now is strictly prohibited, wow. and anyone breaking that rule can be fined up to $77 on the spot. Oh, man, that's my entire net worth. In August 2012, 51 headstones were either toppled or taken from the cemetery, resulting in over $50,000 of damage that wasn't covered by insurance. Yeah, just try
1: and tip over my sarcophagus.
0: Good <laughs> in luck. Your, in your triangle stone house. In July 2019, another 40 stones were vandalized, and it's unclear if this is being performed by humans or... Or spirits? It's humans. It's humans. It,
1: you basically said that rowdy teens jump into the graveyard at night and kick over headstones. Why would it be spirits?
0: Because through the Warrens' investigation, we know that this. They they wrote an entire book, I believe, called Graveyard. I think, which was. I've read it cover to cover. Yeah. Basically, yeah, of course, you're a huge fan. But no, somehow, I'm for some reason, fan. hate them. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan. <laughs> It just sounds like you've read all their stuff. Yeah, of course I've read it because there's
1: absolutely seminal books about the paranormal. It's absolutely changed the entire industry. So you
0: agree then? No. No, (laughs) obviously not. God. It's seminal. so hard to understand. It's seminal horseshit is what it is. (laughs) They wrote a whole book basically just on the graveyard. Not even the white lady because there are so many paranormal creatures, spirits, demons, and ghostly figures that hang out in this graveyard. It's like a paranormal house party. So when you're hearing that 51 headstones are destroyed, years later, 40 more headstones, maybe it's because shit is getting rowdy at night. I see what you're saying. It
1: feels like it bears saying that um, this is all happening in the Connecticut wider region. Even though all of America is old, Connecticut feels like more spooky shit happens there because it is kind of the earliest settled bit of the United States of America, isn't it? So it kind of has, to me, it kind of gives that kind of uh Boston, Salem, creepy East Coast witchy vibe.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I think we're seeing here. I mean, I don't know a lot about this graveyard, but presumably in a place this old in America... You're going to have some real old-ass motherfuckers rising from the graves with their confederate swords. Did they use swords (laughs) in the wars? I don't know. Probably a couple of them, even if they were ornamental.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the guys that couldn't afford guns.
0: Um, Yeah, there's going to be some old-ass, very restless, unruly spirits wandering around that graveyard. But, Kit, the time has come, of course, at the end of this podcast, like the end of all of our podcasts, to decide once and for all whether or not we think there is any truth behind the legend of the White Lady. So let's do it. I'm going to throw it to you first. Let me know, what are you thinking? Where's your head at today?
1: Whilst it is quite cool that uh, famous, or something I say infamous, uh, the Warrens <laughs> investigated this one, which, of yeah. course, I'll give it to you. You know, that's like saying J. Allen Hynek investigated your UFO case. It adds an air of seriousness of competence to the paranormal investigation that it's, it was taken seriously by at least somebody over the years. And whilst I do love this uh, sprinkling in of the Transformer incident uh, at the same time that Glenn hit the white lady, I feel like, as always with ghost cases, we are missing that little bit of paranormal uh, physical evidence. Okay, his car was beat up, yeah. but you know, we are missing the smoking gun
0: still. The electric gun. Uh, I'm right there a with sequel you. sequel
1: to The Electric Woman.
0: <laughs> I'm right there with you. I think uh, I love, love this idea of a spirit uh, temporarily being granted human form yeah. because of electrical explosion. But I think the part we're missing is, okay, they didn't find the body because I guess once it died down, she became a ghost again, if that's mm-hmm. how this works. Uh, but it would have been very cool to look at the the front of the car where the damage was done and find you know a, a little piece of victorian clothing that was yeah. ripped off and no one can yeah. explain how it got there you know just that tiny bit of physical evidence which i know we always struggle to find when we're talking about uh, ghosts and spirits
1: it's tricky though i mean maybe that's it the bar is higher i mean we often talk about this we are just that much more likely to say that ufos etc are real more than ghosts but uh, you know sometimes you just got to think, can you blame us? I mean, it's just so much harder uh, to prove. Um, You're claiming that someone has come back essentially from another time in a see-through format um, to haunt the living. It's it's by definition so difficult to prove.
0: It's a hard one. Um, I'm happy to take the lead today on this case. Uh, I love it. I'm so grateful for everyone for sending it in. But unfortunately, until we see some really convincing video footage or pictures, uh, it's going to be a no from me this week. I guess it's a double no today, Rory. God damn it. But hey, thank you so much to everyone that I shouted out at the start for emailing in this suggestion. If you have a case that you would like us to investigate, please send it over to thisparanormallifepodcast at (laughs) gmail.com. Whether it is a story you're interested in or a paranormal story that actually happened to you. We will check into it, and it might even feature on an episode of This Paranormal Life.
1: Disappointing as it is, uh, at least we came away with probably, honestly, an Academy Award-winning script.
0: Let me tell you. Yeah, if, if you enjoyed this week's episode, uh, make sure to keep an eye out for The Electric Woman. Yeah. A movie that, once casted, and once the script is finalized, as I say, we've got a lot of the plot points. Uh once it's all done, once it's all wrapped, it's going to be, we're going to be moving fast.
1: I would say that although I uh, shat on it a lot at the beginning of the episode, yeah. I've had a bit of time to kind of subconsciously process it and I think it is gold and I would honestly be honoured to take up the role of uh, hunchback pizza delivery man.
0: He's in, guys! This is what I'm talking about! And if you weren't in before, I've already got the perfect caption for the movie. Okay? Imagine this. Someone's going to have to okay. make the poster, okay? The electric woman... She doesn't have long. He doesn't need long. I'm out. <laughs>
1: what? I'm out again. What? I just think you go to workshop that, and then we'll we'll see. You know, I honestly it's thought it, I thought it was this was best actor, best film, uh, best international film, You're depending on where me. we where we film it. Um But I think that tagline is going to bomb.
0: Oh man, I was so sure that was going to win you. I thought that was I literally thought that was genius. I thought that was so good. All right, I can. Well, don't go out yet. Don't go out. Don't pull the funding yet. I can think of something. I can think of something better. Patreon.com
1: is where you can... Uh, you sure? Yeah, yeah you just, do. Just while you're yeah, thinking about it. Yeah, 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 Ah, yeah. um, oh, shit. let well, try and keep that Sorry. slightly yeah. internalized. Yeah, yes. you, you, you did the, the Patreon thing, result. and I'm just going to workshop workshopping over here. If you enjoyed this week's episode, remember that we've got tons of bonus content over at patreon.com. Com. Forward slash this brand of... Don't say, don't, don't <laughs> don't say dot com.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm getting like... Don't say I'm dot trying com. to think and... I'm trying to split my brain down the middle to like be with you doing For sure. the Patreon plug because that is important that's like how you don't need to be with me I'll okay. just do it I've done it a million okay. times
1: so over on patreon.com forward slash just paranormal life we've got uh, after parties monthly bonus yeah. episodes where uh, every single month we do a full length investigation and those after parties are chaotic behind the, electric, the scenes
0: electric you could say sorry I'm just uh, they're yeah, electric. Sure,
1: electric electric behind the scenes takes on what's going on in the world of TPL uh, from as little as five dollars a month, you can get access. Keep going, keep going, keep episodes. going.
0: Don't 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 uh, don't round things off yet. I, I'm not even close. <laughs> I'm not even close.
1: Well, we might have to stop recording then and, and circle back and and punch it in. You know,
0: from the point from the point where I stopped talking, not a single thought was formed in <laughs> my head. Not a single thought was formed in my it's head. It's
1: fine. Like we've got time. Like movies actually take a really long time to make as well. So like, arguably, it doesn't even need to be done until all the principal photography is done, the, the casting, everything. The Spark of Love. What about that? I am still out, but I do think you're moving in the right direction. The Electric
0: Woman. The Spark of Love. I don't. I just I don't, don't know. even know
1: that taglines are that important. I know back in the nineties, it was like a big thing. They'd always have puns. Movies and stuff. live
0: and die by the tagline. Everyone knows that think of avatar the way of water yeah i'm in that the show me, me, me the way the, that was the subtitle i'm of thirsty the movie. i'm borderline dying I'm thirsty of for
1: spider <laughs> all right moving on
0: uh, okay uh hey maybe maybe the audience can help out here let us know uh messages on twitter at this para life or on instagram at this paranormal life If you can possibly think up a better slogan or catchphrase for our upcoming movie, The Electric Woman. Before we wrap up the show, though, we have a very exciting announcement. Some of you may know that Kit and I also make music together. We do. And to celebrate our new song, Down Bad, coming out next Friday, we're doing a special giveaway where three winners get limited edition TPL, Knight of the Commune coins. All you have to do
1: is head over to RoryPars.co and click the pre-save link that we send you when you sign up to our mailing list. So the link to RoryPars.co is in the description. You just enter your email and click the pre-save link.
0: That can't be all there is to do. That's that's too easy. What else is next? Who do I have to fight? It truly is as easy as that, guys. Head on over to the site. The link is in the description. Pre-save the song and you got a chance to win a coin. We are so grateful for everyone that supports us over on Patreon. And of course, one of the rewards over there is getting your own shout out right at the end of the podcast.
1: Let's get into it, Rory. Just two today. Thank you to Calvin Villiard. Calvin Villiard runs J Balvin's Vineyard. I don't know if you know J Balvin's a big wine guy. Well, a big wine guy requires a big fking vineyard to make wine. Who
0: is J Balvin? Jesus, showing your age yet again, Rory. He sounds like a creature we would investigate on this podcast. (laughs) He's one of the hottest pop stars on earth,
1: brother. I don't know who that is. J Balvin (laughs) You're making things up right now. There's no (laughs) way that's right. Well, the point is Calvin makes beautiful, beautiful wines. Good wines. The best that you've ever seen.
0: Ah, Okay, okay.
1: I'd love to see it. So, Calvin, we would... I'll be honest, I'm just going to come up front and say we would love to borrow your skills for the, the commune, but we could really use some uh, some wines of our own. It would actually could be a good export thing. The problem is we don't really have the same cash flow as Jay Balvin. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be a problem. What I like to say when we're hiring people is we can offer you treasures in the next life. The next right. life. Yeah. For, for your work in this life. We
0: keep you humble in this one. And we'll give you treasures in the next life. Also, if you could just make our regular national drink, Lombardy, drinkable, that would also be great.
1: Thank you also to Dixie Thompson. Dixie, a bit like earlier in this podcast, we were talking about, you know, changing your name to escape a certain situation. Dixie's sure. a pixie. So they, uh, they just had to, I mean, it's a small it's a small change. Granted, turn, turn the P to a D, but yeah. that will let you fly under the radar as a paranormal entity
0: it's kind of I, I feel like a name change really isn't gonna do it because uh, mm. Dixie is still three inches high wings right. flies about in and out of very yeah. circles so yeah. it's like you can change the name yeah it's like we still gonna, gonna hunt you that's <laughs> well, all I'm saying I we go still gonna hunt you Dixie. But nice try anyway. Thank you, Dixie. And thank you, everyone that supports us on Patreon. If you're interested in any of the bonus content or the cool rewards that we have over there, check it out on patreon.com forward slash Life. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the podcast, everyone. We will be back next Tuesday with another paranormal tale. We will be back next summer with the blockbuster Electric Woman. And until then, remember to live fast, investigate, and die young, baby! When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer.